cake, too. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 380. The high uh, for this day was 88 degrees, and that occurred in 1900. And, uh, and it was as cold as 27 degrees in 1946. That same day, uh, what's this, May 11th? Yep. Uh, 1946. They also had three inches of snow on that chilly day. These uh, these temperatures, of course, are brought to you by our friends at Aquaside, which has been keeping your beach free of weeds and vegetation since 1956. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Hey! Some great news. Good. Biblical scholars have claimed that the end of the world could be upon us as they believe the four horsemen who bring about death, war, famine, and disease before the return of Christ in the Holy Book have all been released. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you got that going for you. Yeah. Uh, there, you know, you got your wars, right? Yep. You got your famines. Okay. Uh, you, you got your illnesses, yep. you know, your viruses. What's the other one you need? Uh, you got your death. Yep. You got your war, you got your famine in parts of Africa, and you got your disease right here, the old COVID. Boom, ba boom, boom. Oh, well, that's uh. That's well, there's your four horsemen. Their seals, note. their seals have been broken. The seals of the four horsemen have been broken. And this is a long piece in a. No, the seal isn't broken. It's just a little ice cream. That's funny. Sorry. No. Uh, it, you know well, why uh, is this good news? Well, it isn't, Kenny. I was being facetious. Oh, is All that right. What you All right, Kenny. Doing? Is that okay? Right. Huh? huh, Kenny? Huh? I'm going to just huh? sit back and listen. How did quarantine life uh, over Mother's Day weekend go at the old Suchi home? Was she uh, was she a good Mother's Day? I don't know. She ain't my mother. <laughs> no, it was fine. It was great. Yeah. Okay. A little chilly. Uh, couldn't get anybody to go outside. Uh, so uh, there we all were, and, and uh, it was wonderful. If you're, a, if you're a mother, you know, what the hell. Uh, Kenny, did you have a great weekend? That's none of your business. Um, <laughs> does Do the mothers in your life, namely your daughters and uh, your wife, do they like to be alone on Mother's Day without kids, without duties, without cooking, without, you know, without you? They would prefer to be without me, but they, she'd want to be around the children. Okay. Yeah, I, Hell, always, I played. I played golf yesterday, and I always offer to say, "Hey, do you want to go do your own thing? You know, I'll take the boys. We'll go do whatever." And she always says no. She hey. always wants to have us around. Yesterday huh. morning, I made the bed. So there. Oh, look at that. Yeah, that a boy. And I and I what? vacuumed out her car. How do you like that? Well, you, you do that anyway. Well, it was due. It was due. You try to stay ahead of the food that gets ground into the carpeting. Now, when, when you make the when you make the bed, does she have to come back and remake it? Five out of six times. <laughs> and a boy. Yeah. That's good. I like that. Very interesting email. Uh, and uh, the fellow is saying, please keep my name private. If you read this, <clears throat> and I, I'm going to read it, and I have no doubt of its veracity. 
I, Joe, uh, please keep my name private if you read this on the podcast. I work for the Minnesota Department of Health in one of the divisions actually responding to this COVID-19 incident, as opposed to many others in the gender redefinement GW voice divisions. Quick on that note, as my team has been preparing and building out plans for this type of response in my division, the majority of MDH leadership has preached for the past several years that using gender pronouns should be our number one priority at the Minnesota Department of Health. I can't tell you how many mandatory trainings I've attended on the subject. These appointed ones and division leaders all still have jobs, even though I haven't heard a bleeping word from any of them during this response. I digress. My small team has been right in the eye. <coughs> excuse me. Perfect health. My small team has been right in the eye of this response storm for two months without a single day off. That has been completely draining, but we are doing good work. Most of my colleagues are in the same boat. I cannot speak to other divisions within the Department of Health nor the governor's office overall response. However, it is my belief that our early actions did buy us time to address hospital PPE shortages and coordination of critical care resources across government and private agencies. In a competitive healthcare industry, especially one that wasn't prepared for a pandemic, I cannot tell you how important it was for MDH or anyone with enough authority to be the conduit of communication across all these private and public entities. Competing healthcare systems don't normally share information and resources the way they have during this response. Over the past few weeks, we have almost entirely shifted our attention to long-term care and skilled nursing facilities, which is where the fight is. Hospitals seem to be on solid footing again. It is my personal belief that once hospitals got caught up, and they did, we had accomplished the original mission. It is the right thing to do to focus on long-term nursing homes now. All of this being said, I am with you guys on this topic and believe we are past due in opening the economy uh, and summer in Minnesota. We know where the issue is, nursing facilities. There are smart, good, and strategic people working this response, and we are better prepared now than ever to deal with additional waves of critical patients. Just one guy's opinion who's neck deep in the response. Uh, And he said uh, he's an anonymous 30-something GLer. And he would probably display a GL sticker on his little diesel VW if you're still trying to get nice. rid of them. Nice. Yeah. That's a nice piece. Uh, congratulations and thank you, sir, for your work. I'm sure that the people who are uh, actually doing the work and not worried about gender pronouns are working their asses off. So congratulations. Did to you them. guys, um, and I don't know how much uh, legitimacy to give to it, but have you guys uh, made yourselves watch the pandemic? A uh, thirty-minute video, and never are you heard aware of, of what it's called? Never, it, never heard of it. Never heard of it. I should probably send it to you. And it, it, there's parts of it that might be worth playing, but basically, how all of what's been going on with Dr. Fauci is a ruse. And I'm not one in the camp that says that this. Well, is that's a, nonsense. But my no, Chris. no, 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 no. The early stages. I, I should send it to you before I try to speak on it, so you can watch it because it is it's it's interesting and raises some some questions on things. Who. Who produced it? Uh, it's an it's an outlet called. I have it. I had it here somewhere. Well, I'll, let's take the time to to okay. uh, to. Uh, Why uh, is it a it, ruse? Well, yeah. here, here, here's I guess what I'll do then. I'll I'll send it to you guys. So they, I just assume that you guys had both watched it because it's been everywhere. But YouTube continues to take it down. 
Um, and there's well, probably because it's full of misconceptions. No, it's beca- because a lot of people suspect that YouTube also has their own agenda when it comes to this kind of thing. Anyway, I'll send it to you guys. I, I'm sorry for bringing it up. I just assumed that you both had watched it. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm struggling uh, without knowing anything sure. t- to know exactly what the ruse would be. Sure, I'll, I'll send it to you guys. And you you guys know, can... When you die, that's not a ruse. No, no, no. And You're I, dead. I agree with you. And, You're dead. You know, w- w- what you just read from that email is exactly what we've been saying since the beginning. You know, we, we didn't know anything right away, and now that we've seen more evidence, we need to turn the dial up here. Let's go. Are you aware of this large candy store that reopened? Yeah, the one down in Jordan. Or not Jordan. It's, it's, what is it's it called? It is we, Jordan. Uh, oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, we did. Week. We did talk about it. Minnesota's, it's called Minnesota's largest candy store. Yep. Highway 169 in, in uh, Jordan. Alpha News is reporting that according to the store's owner, Robert Wagner, he was able to personally meet with the staff of Governor Walls and uh, got himself deemed essential. It is unclear how Wagner was able to contact Walls' staff personally, but he might have a relationship with uh, Walls. We don't know, and neither does Alpha News. Uh, Wagner said that he and his store had satisfied the state's safety concerns after placing plastic dividers at the counter and only allowing 200 people in the store at a time. 200. 200. Well, 200. Have you guys ever been inside of it? No. It's, it's massive. I mean, it's huge. Okay, but my, uh, in any event... Uh, this guy got himself deemed essential. Uh, if that, however, on the up and up, that either was or wasn't. I have no idea. But again, what what all GLers want to know is the great pants yep. controversy. Why can I buy pants at Costco, but I can't buy pants from the guy with a little men's clothing store in Main Street? That's just B as in B, S as in S. Yes. I do predict that will all change. Uh, May 18th. Next Monday. May, May 18th is the next drop dead date, right? Yeah. That's a terrible pun, isn't it? Well, and uh, unfortunately, it's it's accurate. I mean, I, I, I have to imagine that a lot of these places, you know, our friends over at 30 Bales, I was there over the weekend, a lot of these places are just hanging and clinging to the idea that Walls is going to let them reopen on next Monday or otherwise they're going to start closing for good. I'd like to take a time out from COVID for a moment. Sure. I got a couple things to do. Uh, over the weekend, well, I guess this is COVID-related. Uh, over the weekend, I was in uh, conversation uh, with a fellow, and we were trying to figure out how uh, this pandemic, uh, what, what the consequences of it will be going forward. One of my predictions was, and I find it dreadful and horrific, is I predict this will lead to a cashless society. I've noticed now more and more places that I've gone into will not accept cash yeah. because they don't want to touch it. And another trend that you're seeing developing is if you're owed change at Walgreens of a dollar thirteen, you'll take the dollar, but you'll say keep the coins. I've seen people doing that. So that's prediction number one. I believe this will lead to a cashless society, which absolutely terrifies me. Why? Because I, it's voodoo. I don't want to. I, I like cash. I want to just lead a cash life and leave me the hell alone. Uh, but I'm gonna have to get the plastic card. About that, um, I, I use my card a lot, and obviously haven't been using any cash lately. But you probably don't realize this. They're no. They're no longer requesting signatures. You don't have to sign anything anymore. It's been that way for a while, though. I know with purchases under a certain amount, whether it's 25 or 50, I know each place almost has their own policy, but I've, it's been like that for, for some time. Uh, 
airline travel. Uh, if you think it's unbearable now, uh, I was reading, I think it was Jordy who steered me to it. Uh, where is it? I was reading something about uh, airline travel is going to require a four-hour process before boarding. Oh. Uh, testing, temperatures, uh, you know, the mass secure and all that. I'm going to make it, if that's true, uh, I'm going to make it my life's mission to never get on an airplane again. And I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. I don't want to, I can't stand it now. I'd have a hell of a time uh, if I got to stand out at that airport for four hours to fly to Florida. <laughs> yeah, the hell with it. We'll see you in January. <laughs> No, I'll drive someplace. You're I'm not going to drive to Florida. I'm going to make it my life's mission to never get on an airplane again. Wow. If in fact the uh, if in fact the rules are going to become that become that strident. The third thing, and this came from the other fellow, the third thing he anticipates is a complete rejuvenation of the automobile industry. Not that it's well it's suffering in sales because of COVID nineteen, but he predicts. That General Motors, for example, or Volkswagen, better start grinding out compacts because every millennial in the world is going to want to buy a car now because they're not going to get on public transportation. And I have that in the news. Uh, The car is staging a comeback that's spurring an oil recovery uh, in Berlin. Among the first European cities to relax its lockdown, public transit use is down 61%, while the number of people driving has risen 28%. Uh, The same is occurring in Ottawa, the Canadian capital, where driving directions on the app have recovered 40% of normal levels, up from 60% in April, while the directions for mass transit remain flat from April at 80% below normal levels. So I've been thinking about this way too much, and especially with our situation here with our our real fun make-believe transit system and how it's pretty much dead right now, and even the people that operate it don't are recommending you not take mass transit. It could very likely kill mass transit in towns, cities like ours, right? But yes. wouldn't you wouldn't you agree? That it's still absolutely essential in New York, in Chicago, in Washington D.C., in places like that, where of you just can't—you just can't get around in an. Have you ever driven in Manhattan? I have, and it's a—it's uh, a contest. Kenny, it was—it mean, was—it was factored into city planning. It—it it made a great deal of sense along the Eastern Corridor. It was factored into city planning in Chicago. It never was on the radar screen in Minnesota. Never. Yeah. We, we, yeah. Grew, uh, we, we grew outward in Minnesota, and now right. you have the political class trying to bring you back inward. We, it was never in our planning. This was, uh, this was strictly behavior modification to go spend a billion dollars on the Green Line, which did not exist, and they're, so, reaping, they're reaping the havoc of it right now. In our case, here in the Twin Cities, why are they still trying to kill the automobile when That's they a great know question. mass transit is not the answer they're still closing streets they're still promoting walking they're still promoting biking because we've allowed the political class uh, the the politicians uh, we've elected the wrong people uh they have no interest in uh, again so, uh, the, the main tip-off to me on the salon is they don't take young families into consideration in their planning they don't take children into consideration. 
So do you think this will result in a political upheaval for the next three, four elections in this market in uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul? Well, Are we going to see a changing of the guard? No, because where are those people? I, I've told you this story a million times. I, I, and if I have a circle of 25, 40-year-olds that I'm reasonably familiar with, there's not a one of them I haven't asked to run for mayor. Not a one. Or city council. And I have volunteered well, my time. I have volunteered everything I can. I have I've approached 40 different people. Will you please? And they're all St. Paul residents, and they all don't want to see the city die. And I tell them the only way it won't die is if somebody like you gets elected. Well, I'm saying that people that normally vote Democratic and lean to the left are going to be looking elsewhere. They're going to so. be looking at Republican candidates because they too don't want to get sick. They don't. They they see the fact that mass transit isn't working and that you can't walk from Chanhassen to downtown Minneapolis, or you can't walk or bicycle ride from mini downtown Minneapolis to downtown St. Paul, February first. Uh, and aren't isn't the electric uh, the electro the uh, electorate? Uh, yes, the electric aren't they going to going to step up and say? No, no more. I hope so, and I hope there's candidates that would reflect they're willing to change their ideology. Well, and let's just hope, you know, come November when we're all voting by mail that enough people uh, decide to do that. Ooh, you just... uh, Because you know damn well that's coming. That's that's cheat bill right there. (laughs) That's just cheat bill. (laughs) (laughs) You, you, Reavers, you. Guy was was telling me a story the other day about uh, two, a man and a wife, both professors, uh, one at St. Thomas and one at McAllister. And I, th- apparently they thought they were doing the right thing in life by having only one car. And whichever spouse had the car, the other spouse took public transportation. What do you think sure. they have now? A two second cars. car. They got two cars. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so your, your, you know, your ideology only extends as far as your death wish, I think. Uh, in other words, I, I don't know anything about these people. I don't even know their names. I'm sure they're rock-ribbed, solid citizens. I have no idea. But my point is, I would have bet, I think I'm on solid ground to bet, that they only had the one car, possibly to reflect their value system and, and to save the earth and whatever. Uh, and now, of course, they're not crazy, so they've laid in the second car. And I think yeah. that's probably so happening a lot. Was their intention... I'm just trying to understand. Was their intention to help save Mother Earth? Is that why? Well, they... again, I don't know oh, the people. Okay. okay. Uh, I, the story is just anecdotal. I believe the story, uh, but it's just a story of well, the minute this problem hit, whatever values had compelled them to own one car went out the window, and I don't blame them. Hmm. I was just so perplexed, Joe. Uh, number one, with the whole 2040 plan six months ago. Uh, but now that we're where we are now, and I've been forwarding you these emails from Minneapolis and from the park board, they're still pushing forward with their no car plan and their high density, you know, elbow to elbow living. The, we the, mentioned Minneapolis yeah. has not seen the light. They don't get it. We mentioned it last week, but I'm just reading and confirming that Seattle closed 20 miles of streets so people could exercise. Mm-hmm. Now they decided to close them uh, permanently. Well, this is windmilling. Uh, because as you have more and more Americans uh, embracing the automobile, however anew, uh, 
they're going to need the streets. And so you've got a tremendous windmilling that's taking place in the salon. The people in the salon still have not looked down at us and realized what the hell is going on. St. Paul being the worst example. Adding new bike lanes. Spending $8 million in Eyed Mill Road, which it doesn't need it. They, they're, they're tone deaf to what real Amer- how real Americans lead their life. And right now... Americans are leading their life by shunning public transportation. I predict that will return. The use of public transportation will return. Uh, But in the meantime, people are going to lay in a second car. And as they lay in the second car, the people in the salon are closing more and more streets. Right. Because they think everyone is single, 28 years old, and rides a bicycle. Was there an event over the weekend? I crossed over the river uh, this morning at Lake Street. And uh, West River, Minneapolis side, both directions closed. You you couldn't ex uh, you could not get on it Don't due to know. some event or something. Don't know. Don't know what to tell you. Don't know what to tell you. Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. you. I took this is from uh, the other day. I took the morning off to go up to Wild River State Park for a little R and R. On the way back, we stopped at the Grundhoffers for some brats, rookie burgers, and two meatloafs. The lady helping us said they had just filled the freezer and that they would be gone in two days. <laughs> Fortunately, we got there before Reavers. <laughs> Paul in St. Paul. <laughs> this is uh, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. It's on Highway 61. Uh, it's just been a fantastic discovery for GLers and friends of GLers. It's uh, burgers, patties, sliders, brats, you name it, bacon, hams, uh salmon jerky that's just incredible and now i guess they i guess we're allowed to mention the meatloaf again but like the like the girl helping the lady helping the emailer she said it'll be gone in two days and that email was dated may 8th so that was when uh may 8th was friday yep oh yeah you got no shot at meatloaf now i'm sorry you got no shot. <laughs> Especially if I make my way north. You got no shot. You got no shot. There, there's people working at Grunds that all they do is make meatloaf. Right, right. Can you can you imagine? It's got to be a lot like just reporting traffic. It, it's got to be kind of the same every single day, the but same they, bleeping they, thing. They certainly don't fail at it. It's always great. Oh. Oh, it's just That's amazing. why it can't stay in stock. It's, it's just fantastic. Amazing. Another car story for you when we come back shortly. Take it away, Kenny. Here's a guy who likes Wearing underpants, Joe Suchere, <laughs> or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, GLers, I know you guys are going through the ammo. I go up there over the weekend. It's cold. It's miserable. It's windy. It's rain and snow. And I'm hearing gunshots out in the country. And I don't mean occasional gunshots. I mean guys burning up the ammo. Nice to hear in the country. And I just want to thank you all for... Shopping for all your firearms, ammunition, and accessory needs at DKMags.com. I'm so glad uh, that everybody's finally learned. Well, not finally. You've been on to it now for a year or so. But you you know the same thing I know. Uh, When I first started at shopping at DK Mags all those years ago, for me, it was was really simple. Friendly service. They had the prices. They were there anyway. Uh, 
and they had the stock. They could get anything any other gun shop could get. But for me, it was being treated like a human being and not a dum-dum bothering somebody. You will not find bad attitude at DK Mags up on Old 8 New Brighton and Monticello Pawn and Gun. Don't fear the COVID either. If you decide to stop in, they've taken all the necessary steps. They're doing it right. Everything's sanitary. We all shop around. We all go to various shops. But for me, I always take what I've learned elsewhere, be it the web or another shop. I bring it to DK Mags, and I run it past the guys. See what they say. See what they say about the prices, the quality, et cetera, et cetera. And they always end up closing the deal for me. And according to the emails we've been getting from UGLers, they help you guys out too. If you're in law enforcement or you're in the military or a veteran, you get another 5% discount on top of all the good prices, as it should be. If you're thinking about getting back into the shooting sports, do it. Stop into DK Mags in New Brighton or Monticello Pond and Gun. They'll point you in the right direction. I'm not smiling when I say that. Uh, a couple of gun shops, four GLers, five GLers. 59.50. <laughs> Check them out at dkmags.com. Toronto police say they caught a young driver allegedly speeding at 191 miles an hour Whoa. on the QEW Saturday night. That must be the name of a, a freeway up I've there. I've driven that, yes. This is the fastest speed that I've ever heard of, Sergeant Kerry Schmidt said in a video posted to Twitter Sunday morning. Schmidt said that the 19-year-old driver was in his father's car at the time of the incident with another 19-year-old passenger alongside him. Unbelievable speeds. We're talking 191 miles an hour. We're talking 280 feet per second, Schmidt said, questioning how a driver could properly react to a potential obstacle on the highway at those speeds. Schmidt said the driver was stopped near Burlington and was subsequently charged with stunt driving under the Highway Traffic Act, as well as a criminal charge of dangerous driving. The driver's license has also been suspended for seven days, and the vehicle has been impounded for the same amount of time. This is absolutely egregious for anyone to be going these kinds of speed, speed Schmidt said. The speed limit is 100, but I think that's kilometers. Kilometers, yeah. Uh, when you're going to triple the speed limit, I don't even know where to begin with that, so I'm pretty much speechless. The car was going so fast that drivers passing by were honking in delight that the vehicle had been stopped, according to Schmidt. Speeding offenses have been on the rise since the COVID-19 outbreak began in Ontario. In fact, Toronto police confirmed last month that officers have been handing out an unusually high number of speeding tickets. Close to 3,000 speeding tickets were handed out between March 15 and March 31st. This is pathetic. This is from Canadian TV News. They don't identify the car. Oh, yeah, that's that's just, really bugging me. But I got Joe, it though. I figured it out. What was it? One hundred kilometers per hour or one hundred and ninety miles? Transfer per hour? to miles per hour. It's one hundred ninety-one miles per hour in kilometers. Oh, okay. That's three hundred and eight kilometers an hour. Okay. In our right. in our country, that's one hundred ninety-one miles an hour. There was a picture of a car uh, being uh, towed. Now, if that was at the scene. What I could make out is it was a C-Class Mercedes. and But there's an AMG version of the C-Class. It's 503 horsepower. So oh. the only thing that could have possibly have been if it was a C-Class Mercedes, if, in fact, that was the car, it had to be an AMG version. And uh, I, I would think that, that that would be capable of those kinds of speeds. But how, how the lack of curiosity in reporting astonishes me. How could you write that story 
and, and not realize that the reader is going to really want to know what that car was. It, it, You're more you... upset at that reporter than you are at the kid that broke the law. Why oh, would absolutely. You be upset at the kid? <laughs> I'm not upset that's... at the kid. I'm not no, upset at the not kid. not at all. No. Queen no, but, Elizabeth oh. Way. Queen Elizabeth huh? Way. Yep. Yeah. Must be one hell of a road, though. I would be cheering the kid on as he went by. I drove that stretch from Niagara Falls to Detroit, and I was maybe going 80, and I was getting past like I was standing still. I drove up on Friday afternoon, Such. I did like 74 miles per hour, Mm -hmm. and not one person passed me. I Hmm. couldn't believe it. Let's see, you went how many miles in how many minutes? I, no, I don't but, want to do that. I always want to be uh, second fastest. I always want right. somebody yeah, to pass absolutely. me. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you always you want the guy running a blocker for you. Let's talk about uh, Ahmad Arbery, the uh, young man in uh, Georgia who was murdered by two redneck fools. The, the latest now, have you guys seen the latest? Is yep. that there's surveillance video from a construction site that appears to show Arbery shortly before he was shot and killed while running a south while running in a south georgia neighborhood in february uh aubrey's family confirmed it is him in the newly released video uh two things uh there's no connection between aubrey looking at a house under construction and these two uh, idiots who shot him so i don't know why the uh, what is the this is apropos of nothing and I know that there are news uh, pundits that are pointing that out, calling it trespassing. Give me a bleeping break. No, I, I, it leads me to, let me finish the story, and then I'll tell you what it leads me to conclude. He appears to be looking around, then he walks away. He didn't take anything. Uh, shortly afterward, Arbery was stopped while running by Travis and Greg McMichael, who should rot in hell. Uh, the owner of the property where Arbery appears to talk, walk through track down other videos of what all appear to be the same man walking through his home as far back as October 2019. A side-by-side comparison of the final video of the construction site and the shooting video that happened the same day appear to show a man wearing the same clothing in each, but confirmation still needs to be made by the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. Now the question is whether it played a role in both the initial Glenn County investigation, where charges were not filed against the McMichaels, as well as the following GBI investigation where felony murder charges were filed. Just a minute. Hello? I think he had to do a cough. Perfect health. Perfect health. Perfect health. You didn't hear that cough, did you? Nope, no, we did not. When the GBI took over the case after a public outcry, they released this statement. We are indeed reviewing additional video footage and photographs as part of the active case. It is important to note... Uh, it is important to note, uh, was it important to note? Well, maybe that was a, that was a period. (laughs) 64-year-old Gregory and his 34-year-old son, Travis. Oh, it's important to note at the beginning of the GBI arrest of uh, Gregory and Travis. Okay. Uh, the video went viral and suddenly arrests were made. Here, who hasn't ever... Walked around a house being built. I did it on Friday with my boys. Ten days ago, me and the CP crawled through a new place being built near our house. I walked in the garage. There were no main doors in the garage. It was wide open. And as an aficionado of garages, I wanted to see what the guy was doing. She's peering through the windows. 
you know, it was muddy. We're walking around, not in the house, of course. Uh, but my point is, I've done that all my life. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All my yeah. life. Yeah. This kid, this remember. kid, Arbery, is shown in the video. He's kind of cupping his eyes to his hands. He's looking in there. For all I know, this home under construction near me uh, has video surveillance, and for all I know, I'm on the guy's camera. Right. We didn't take anything. It's a, it's 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 human curiosity. Right. And the only wonder t- who these people are. You know, look what they're doing. Holy <laughs> mackerel! Look at the view they got. Woo-hoo. We've been doing it all of our lives, and the only time you ever got in trouble was when you did it to Keeler's house. I mean, that's that's. I didn't do it at Keeler's house. <laughs> God almighty, he's been telling that lie for 40 years. Jeez. But my point is, uh, this had, this this kid looking at a home under yep. construction in the neighborhood has abs- absolutely nothing to do with anything. He was murdered. And for those that are using that as somewhat of a an excuse for the for that act you, you ought to be ashamed of yourself if, if you're really going to go with that and i'm well, not i'm not i'm, not, pr- I'm, no, no, no. I'm, I'm I, not sure it's been used as an excuse oh, has oh, it? oh yeah it has and i'm not going to give her well, the time don't of tell day. me on social media uh it's a national talking head uh i'll just leave it at that a female and then she's a and, and she's alleging what i don't even want oh, here. say it oh, we're doing oh, we're, we're here to entertain and let, inform let me pull up i want to know who it is it's that tommy laren Pisa, you know what? I can't stand her. And and, and she said what? Here, I'm going to find the exact tweet. Here we go. Any incident that end, this was tweeted out uh, almost exactly 24 hours ago. Uh, any incident that ends in a death is tragic, and I hope both families get the justice they deserve. But to keep up with this, he was just out jogging. Narrative is just as disingenuous as the bogus. Hands up, don't shoot, lie. The media pushed for years. Enough. Hashtag Ahmed Arbery. How can you say that and be taken seriously? She is incapable of understanding the natural cure. It'd be one thing if the video shows him repeatedly hauling away two-by-fours. Sure. Not that that should result in a murder, but at least you'd have some ground to stand on to say, you know, this guy isn't the angel you're all making him out to be. But he doesn't take anything. No, he, he does what you did with your two guys. He did. He's doing what me and the CP did ten days ago, and I'll do again. It's you're walking down the street. Somebody's building a house. You you, you nose around. Maybe you're not supposed to, but I've never heard of anybody getting arrested for it. Never once. Nope. Just natural curiosity. So this Tommy Lahren, whatever her name is, she's she's not aware of the curiosity factor. Nope. She's she's jumping to a black guy and thinking he's up to no good, which makes her the racist. And here's the worst part about this: this tweet, you know, like I said, put out 24 hours ago, has almost 10,000 likes. Like, how, how can you, as a as a human being, wrap your head around that way of thinking? I I just I can't imagine that. Well, shocking. I, I can't either. Which it's just it's just pathetic. It's just pathetic. Yep. And the minute I saw it, I was reminded to to mention it on the show because I know perfectly well that we all do that. We all do it. Mm-hmm. I've done it all my life. I've never taken so much as a bent nail, and neither did this Arbery uh, apparently. 
You just do it because you're out for a walk, and wow, look what look what these guys are doing here, and you check it out, and you don't you don't go in. Obviously, I went in the garage, but there there it's was open. no it yeah. was there was no big doors on the garage yet. I'm thinking, man, this dude built a nice garage, you know. Then we left. Happens all the time. Happens all the time. Yep. And now, in this case, it, it somehow is construed as, as as some sort of criminal mischief. B as in B, S as in S. Guy's out jogging, checks out the house. See you later. What a shame. Just a shame. Why is this piece of paper here? I don't want it. Just a minute. <laughs> We'll be right back while I throw this paper. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Printing on two sides of paper. This, doing this at home is costing me some money. Yeah. You want me to send uh, you over some supplies? Uh, hey, I got to put a plug in for our pianist, Steve Anderson. Okay. Uh, he's loving this show. He's going to be giving GL a plug as he plays the as he plays the attached song uh, during his. Playing Behind the Waterfall. Uh, that's how I met him years ago. I went up to him when I heard him playing that song because I loved the song, and he called it Behind the Waterfall. He's doing a uh, Facebook concert. Oh, cool. So how do I tell people to see that? Oh, boy. It's HTTPS. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's do this. Let's colon do this. <laughs> slash slash yep. wah, 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 dot. This bit never gets old. Facebook.com slash events and then slash... Five eight eight seven eight five five seven five three two zero one one seven slash. I think Stephen is a follower <laughs> of the Garage Logic Facebook page. Let me just pull him up. Well, if you want to hear him in concert, you can find it on Facebook. You can look it up. Right I, now. I don't. I would not be able, obviously, to tell you how to do that. I will. Um, I will attach that to the Garage Logic Facebook page right now if I can find him, Stephen C. Yeah. Anderson. He can tickle the ivories, as they say. Boy, is he good. Yeah. Here we are. There's his page. When what, When was this going to happen, Joe? Uh, he didn't say when. I don't know when it is. Oh, it's uh, tomorrow. It's tomorrow okay. night at 7 p.m. All right. There you go. And I'll uh, I'll provide a link to the GL Facebook page. Okay. Wah, wah, wah. He gave the numbers out. <laughs> Say, uh, temperatures this coming weekend are going to be more agreeable to get to the lake place if, in fact, you're able to get to your lake place. And you're going to want to use Aquaside. you got a whole summer of swimming ahead of you. And Aquaside has been helping people maintain great lake shores for years with a complete line of lake and pond control products that takes care of everything from weeds to algae. The products are easy to use. They work right away. They're registered with the EPA and DNR, so they're completely safe for you, the fish, and your family. There is absolutely no reason to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call them today. They'll identify the problem for you and then suggest the right products. Call them at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. Those Aquaside pellets are the top seller. They're as classic as a Chris Craft boat. They use, I mean, they, they go to work quickly and they eliminate everything from weed and algae to the vegetation that is so spooky you don't even know what it's called. They'll take care of it. They got the products that will take care of it. Aquaside.com. 
Hello again, this is Mike Fratelloni from Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. Fratelloni's is open every day till 6 p.m., seven days a week. Please come on in. We are practicing ultra no-touch social distance customer service. You're going to come in and we're going to say, hey, what can we help you find from 10 feet away? We're not going to touch you. You're not going to touch us. We're constantly cleaning our stores. We're really trying to be as safe for our employees and as safe for our customers as we possibly can. So be aware that our customer service is going to be a little different. Stop on at Fratelloni's right now. Come on in. Social distance customer service. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Uh, frequent contributor Downing notes, Mr. Mayor, you are correct to explain government's decision-making is driven by a desire to avoid accountability. There is a term for that, CYA. That's why they won't open things up. They will do everything they can to try to keep us safe. That way we can't blame them for not doing enough. Uh, that explains how, as you have been discussing on the podcast, we've somehow morphed from the idea that it is inevitable that most of us will get sick but that at least we can flatten the curve to an idea that no one should get sick at all. As some have likened the pandemic to war, I've been thinking of some analogies from the history of warfare. Flattening the curve sounded to me like a sort of strategic retreat. We would regroup, we arm and rearm, and prepare to counterattack and win the battle. But it has come to remind me of the trench warfare of World War I. In the summer of 1914, the Brits crossed the Channel to fight the Kaiser to the theme of We'll Be Home by Christmas. Once there, they dug trenches, hunkered down, and said, now what? It took four years and millions of deaths before the world could be restarted. Or maybe it's more of a medieval analogy. We are under siege. We've retreated behind the castle walls and raised the drawbridge. Periodically, we peek our heads over the walls to see if the threat has gone away, hoping that the enemy simply leaves before we starve to death. I also think of an analogy from the history of medicine, bloodletting, the practice that killed many patients and helped none. Are we engaging in a sort of economic bloodletting where the treatment is causing ever-increasing self-inflicted damage while doing no one any good? Again, the politicians would prefer that because they can blame the virus, saying it's not their fault. They had no choice. Oh, yeah, here's the piece about flying and why I've made it now my new life goal to never fly again. It's a piece uh, in Forbes magazine. And it's called uh, Air Travel Will re uh, Result in a Four-Hour Process uh, of Self-Check-In Disinfection, and You'll Require Immunity Passes. Oh. Immunity Passes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. What, what does... Well, I guess it's... It is what it says, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's already what unbearable fly? to fly now. Yeah. Well, not now. Right now it'd be... Probably a great time to fly because there's about six people on each plane. Yeah. But where are you going to go? Right. So it's just flying for necessary reasons. I mean, extremely necessary. Uh, Kevin McDonald notes, the other day you guys were talking uh, about GL flags. You can put me down for three, one for my house, one for my business office, and one that I'll personally deliver to Grunhofer's. Rumor has it the first 850 flag orders will include a free GL sticker. <laughs> <laughs> Unless yeah. Joe already has delivered them to your sponsors. Keep pushing back, Kevin McDonald. Did you make a run this weekend? I did not because I had other things to do. Got it. Uh, but I, it's, huh. it's, it's, in the, uh, it's on the calendar. 
Uh, Mr. Mayor, in this day and age, not having the latest version of almost any operating system spells trouble for the user. In a similar sense, I need to be sure I have the latest version of GL rules loyal listeners must be familiar with. Is the attached version current? How come one of your smarty pants sidekicks doesn't have these rules posted on the GL website? Steve in Forest Lake, Minnesota. And uh, what he attached was, uh, uh, I think it's from the book, uh, Garage Logic Life in the Radio Town. And it explains everything. The 48-hour rule and three prices wait, you pay. Wait, we do have that on the site. I, I, would, I would think that should be on the website. It's. Uh, I think his whole point of that letter was these rules have been changing so fast and easy as of late that he wants to know if they're still uh, you know up to date and what 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 rule what has changed what rule has changed oh the whole uh the whole uh deal with the opener and uh nothing changed was the big, we had a big fight uh, in april about something that i don't remember what it was Nothing changed. You went, you went back and forth and changed. Uh, I think you changed the rule every day for five days straight. Ooh, now you're ringing a bell. What was that? What was that, Chris? Uh, I was looking for uh, the, the fight that we had back in April. Uh, where Such was changing the rules daily. Oh, what was that? That was... Uh, well, the cylinders, was it? No. Oh, no. It was um, the, the guy, the ruling of... Uh, two hundred bucks in the pocket. Remember, and and she said, "Oh, it was yes. the forty-eight hour rule." You have twenty. Yes. Yeah, you have yes, two hundred bucks in your pocket. Yeah. Oh, Kenny, only you complained. I never, I never wavered. That oh, that was you, permission. You took, you that took was permission. emails and letters, and <laughs> uh, I think a couple people uh, sent you. Uh, yeah. You know, the, no, that was that was the force of nature. The uh, the GL lexicon. It was on our new website when we switched to a podcast, and I will. I the, the thanks for the listener to point this out. It's not on there right now. Why? I, I don't know. I'm just discovering that for the first time. Is it up now? Right now? You could do it right this minute. Yeah. Poof. Yeah. But I'm going to get on it. I did not know it was not available. Do you recall that we discussed fireworks returning to Mount Rushmore? Yes, we did this summer. Uh, hail the flashlight king! Hail, hail you! To you. I heard you all discussing the return of fireworks to Mount Rushmore this coming summer. I attended the first fireworks show there in 1997. Cool. In fact, I was paid to attend as I was working as a summer park ranger there and was assigned to crowd control and visitor safety that night. The show was held on July 3rd that year so as not to steal the crowds away from the other local show on the 4th down the hill in Custer, South Dakota. The pyrotechnics crew set up a small setup in a small canyon behind the mountain where Mount Rushmore sculptor Gutzen Borglum had attempted to blast a large cavity he hoped to use as a museum called the Hall of Records. On right. July 1st and 2nd, a helicopter was used to carry loads of sand to fill the canyon bottom to prevent fires. On the night of the 3rd, we estimated that we had 25,000 people in attendance. The show was supposed to start at 10 p.m., but around 9 p.m., Fog started to set in, and by 10 p.m. you could not see 20 feet ahead. The pyrotechnic sent up a test flare, and nobody could see it. We waited for an hour, hoping the fog would lift, but it didn't, and so at 11 p.m. the show was called off and rescheduled for July 5th. That night, more than 30,000 people showed up, and the show went off without a hitch. The summer ranger crew lived a half mile down the hill from the faces, but both nights we didn't make it home until well after 2 a.m., it took over a half hour to make the half-mile drive. 
the Keystone South Dakota Liquor Store was selling 24 packs of Old Milwaukee's Best for $3.95 that summer. <laughs> I don't know that the best could ever be a best beer, but they tasted pretty good those nights. <laughs> the show went on for many years after that, but on at least two occasions, the fireworks did start minor fires in the Ponderosa Pines growing in the rubble below the faces. I believe they canceled it for fear a major fire might start with those large crowds clogging the roads. While I agree it's time to reopen things, I don't know if it's wise to reinstate a show that large with the ongoing pandemic. People were literally shoulder to shoulder there, and that's probably asking for trouble. But it was a hell of a show, and I'm glad I got to see it once. Love the show, Chris. Well, who knows what, if that'll be if that'll make it? Who knows what the calendar holds? Well, for I us. did say the uh, tell this to the wife over the weekend. We're we're gonna probably do that trip if you know we're all allowed to go anywhere because I'd I'd love to go see that over the fourth. That would be amazing. Uh, I was watching yesterday a, a bit of the 2017 Byron Nelson Golf Classic, uh, where Billy Horschel beat Jason Day. Uh, oh yeah. On the first playoff hole. That's fantastic. Well, the the point I was going to make, Mr. Sauer, uh, the point I was going to make is you look and you just marveled at how we lived in 2017. Shoulder to shoulder, sitting on banks next to each other, sipping out of each other's water bottles, uh, touching and hugging and holding. Tongue kissing. Yes. It was just just amazing. Come in, Rangoon. Yeah, yeah, a little of that. A little of that. Boy, what a difference it makes, huh? Whipping it out. Yeah. (laughs) What? What kind of golf tournaments do you go to? I don't think so, Kenny. (laughs) Oh. Joe, you keep saying you have no argument with Governor Walls. After hearing about Hanlon's razor, I would say ignorant would qualify as a descriptor. Whoa. while talking at the Worthington Meatpacking Plant, he said maybe he could update the emergency order to let Main Street businesses open like Ace Hardware. I live near Albert Lee, and our Ace Hardware has been open since he first shut things down. Governor Walls issued an order that nurses could come from out of state and not be required to obtain a Minnesota license. Nurses have been furloughed, many at where I work. The State Board of Nursing sent out an email asking nurses to respond if they would be interested in a temporary job. Response was so much that they sent out a second email that could better capture the information on those who were interested. Now, $6.9 million is proposed to purchase a warehouse to store dead bodies. Did you guys hear that? No. The state is going to buy a building oh. and, and convert it into a, a, morgue. a, a very large morgue because... Uh, well, because it's going to cost a fortune in refrigeration. Oh, my word. I'm concerned, uh, Lisa continues, I am concerned that the freedom of religion is going to be lost. I am glad that a lawsuit has been filed against Walls to let churches open and some small businesses have joined in. Finally, when Governor Walls ran for office, he ran on implementing health care for all. That is, government health care. What better way to create the need for the government to step in when hospitals fail? Personally, Governor Walls is walking the party line on how Democrats care for us and Republicans are mean. I care very much for my fellow Minnesotans. Open Minnesota and let us care for ourselves. Lisa from Southern Minnesota. I'm going to continue to believe uh, that Walls does not have uh, dark intentions. I'm going to continue to believe that. I have no reason to believe that Walls is part of some national political movement to prolong this for the ultimate defeat of Trump. Uh, Maybe I'm naive. Uh, I don't know. But I I think Walls has 
is is done the best he can. He was handed this out of the blue, and I uh, I think he's made some mistakes like. Pants I can buy pants at Costco, but not from the guy on Main Street. I, I I think he needs to remedy those things, and I predict he will this weekend. I predict he will this weekend. Pants are overrated. <laughs> pants are so 2019. Yeah, they really are. Sweatpants. They're just so 2019, deal. aren't they? Yeah. Hanlon's razor, of course, is never a tribute to malice, that which can be adequately explained by stupidity. In simpler words, some bad things happen not because of people having bad intentions, but because they did not think it through properly. I, I think that's exactly where we are with in many states in this in this country. Bad things happen not because of people having bad intentions, but because they did not think it through properly. Uh, the, the 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 brief example a month ago of uh, of walls uh, suddenly saying, "Oh well, yes, of course, you can put in docks and boat lifts." Well, you know, why, why was that being prevented? I'm still waiting for the pants, and I'm still waiting for cigar stores to open. Uh, but really, uh, I, I, other than going out to dinner, how in the hell have I been deprived? Um, you know, I, I guess for the most part, yeah, it, it probably goes the same for all of us. I mean, our jobs haven't been affected. Uh, we've had I can still get great home. food from Gruns. I can still go to 30 Bales and get great takeout. Chris, uh, our job has been greatly affected. We lost 20, uh, well, 20 employees. I guess employees. I, I was just talking. I, I, yeah, none you're none right. of our de- radio divisions are making any money. We're going to lose more uh, people. I was going to say. Uh, I'm was... sitting here in my stupid basement. Such is in the boathouse. But uh, I meant, you know. I meant, I meant, I meant in my personal private life at home. I'm not talking about the, the suffering that's been caused economically. I'm saying what, what personally have I had to sacrifice? Not much. I put on a mask and I take a disinfectant can with me. Bing, bang, boom. But the economy has caused us to lose friends who have been in this business for years. Yeah, that is true. It's just dreadful. It's just dreadful. And so many jobs will not be available once they're, even when there's a vaccine. How many of these bars and restaurants, they can't make it. They probably were paycheck-to-paycheck people to begin with. I talked to a gentleman yesterday who I'm very good friends with that um, owns several bars and restaurants, and he left his company. What do you mean he left his company if he's the owner? Well, he's in it with several other people. There's an an ownership group of about 10, and he said, I'm out. I need need a job. I need to go do something. Oh, man. I'm sure that's more common than we would ever like to believe. Well, but he was really—he was a pretty successful one too. I just—it's—it's it's, yeah, it's—it's—it's it's, it's a shame. It's sad. Well, wasn't rookie telling us that Kozlak might not make it? Yeah. What about Murray's? Don't know. What the Lexington, uh, St. Paul Grill, some of these classic places. You know what will be interesting is the ones that do to see the ones that do end up making it and the ones that don't and where they're located. You know what I mean? As far I wonder as, how I wonder how many private clubs will go under private golf clubs. How can they sustain membership if the members aren't getting anything out of the place? But you can still golf, can't you? That's it. Oh, to the best of my knowledge, all the private clubs in the Twin Cities, you can golf, you can socially distant golf, but you are required oh. to leave the grounds immediately. Oh, go directly to your car. Get your put your clubs in the car and go home. 
You can't stand in the lot and burn a doobie and drink a 12-pack with your pals? I'll tell you an interesting story about that that I heard secondhand, but I believe the guy who told me. There was a private club in the uh, Twin Cities area where four guys got done with their round. They took chairs out of their trunks and sat in the parking lot and drank, drank beer. Somebody yep. blew the whistle on them. No. Of course. Somebody blew the whistle on them, and the Minnesota Beverage Control Agency, or whatever the hell it's called, visited that club and learned that at that club's halfway house, beer was being sold. So they said, you must stop that immediately, and no one is allowed to remain here in your parking lot. So You're so, kidding uh, me. No, no. Wow. So I, I predict private clubs will, will go under, that some private clubs will go under because they have, they're not making any money. Wow. A lot of those Goodness. private clubs relied on income from, you know, weddings and uh, bar mitzvahs and business meetings and business luncheons and, and what have you. All that revenue is dried up. It's gone. So even the pools, you can't drop a duty in the pool? chase everybody out of there you know the way well, we used no, to Well no it's only May 11th I'm not, I'm unaware of any pools being open anywhere Tennis some of them have tennis courts Some of them have tennis and I I believe they would be allowed to play tennis yeah Okay yeah But huh. don't you dare get your lawn chair out and sit in the parking lot Oh hell no Why wouldn't that group of four then just say hey let's go to Rick's house down the street and sit in the driveway Well that's apparently what they must have done because they they got up and left don't worry that'll be illegal soon too mm-hmm. well that's depressing is anyone bothered and again i i'm I, i'm not going to a dark place i i just find myself thinking these things out of curiosity is anyone bothered by the the almost whimsical and arbitrary idea that we could have gone fishing on one tank of gas <laughs> and that, and that, presumably, I, I was to have done the calculation, so I could go fishing as far away as a half a tank of gas could get me, and then return on the remaining half a tank of gas. <laughs> I just, I just don't like imagining a future where uh, driving limitations will be placed on us. So, uh, there's been openers fishing, duck, deer, etc., where I've left town at 9 a.m. as soon as my morning shift is over. Uh, last Friday, I left. I hopped on the freeway at 11 a.m., fully expecting to sit on the freeway between Maple Grove and Rogers right. for a good 45 minutes. Didn't get below 60 miles per hour. What and do you account only- for that? Oh, there was no traffic. Nobody went. Nobody was going up to the fishing opener. And not only that, very few fishing rigs on the freeway. I think really? going westbound, I might have seen, I don't know, five. Really, really? there was nobody. Yeah, uh, it was shocking. So, do you think most people were waiting until either that night or the next morning? Well, I can't figure it out because was it that or was it the weather? Because well, we the weather the forecast weather. was horrible. Yeah, the weather and the was weather horrible. Sucked. Yeah, yeah it was terrible. It was awful. But you know a lot of the diehards too that go fishing on opener week or their oh, views yeah. on opening no weekend. No matter what, you know. No matter what. Yeah, I know. Hmm. Uh, Dennis Anderson in yesterday's uh, Tribune had a picture of a terribly crowded boat ramp at Red Lake. 
You oh, mean really? You mean mm-hmm. Dennis Anderson's article that was basically the entire sports section yesterday? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was he uh, chastising them? How was what was De- Sir no, Dennis's no, take? No, uh, no, no. Dennis Lord is, Dennis, what was his take? Stop on it! Him? No, he liked it. I mean, he, he was just Drew's reporting come on out the, eventually, Chris. <laughs> reporting on the on the fishing opener and took a photograph of a very crowded uh, launch situation where people were oh, sorry, patiently waiting to launch their boats. He wasn't judging. Huh, surprise. Not that I'm aware of. Say what these additional stay-at-home orders, and we're looking for some relief this weekend. I'm sure Schmelz is, too. Schmelz Countryside, Volkswagen, Alfa, Romeo, and Fiat in Maplewood, the southeast quadrant, corner quadrant of Highway 61 and 36 in Maplewood. They're open Monday through Friday, 830 to 5, Saturday 9 to 2, and get this, on-site sales by appointment only. So you have homework to do. You go to any of their three great websites where you'll get all of the inventory for each make. You'll get all the information, all the stats, all the numbers, all the pricing. Then you call Countryside and say, I want to come out there and drive that new Atlas Cross Sport, VW's newest SUV. They'll set you up. On floor, uh, employees are working half shifts to limit exposure, exposure, and they're cleaning and disinfecting, and they're doing every possible thing they can. You call them, 651-243. Just a minute, I thought of something else fantastic, You too. did? Yeah, yeah. I thought of something else fantastic. Not only pick out the vehicle you want, if it's a 2019 or 2020 Volkswagen, it's 0% payment. Say what? 0% for 72 months. Wow. How many Deferred, years is that? That's six. That's like uh, 20 years? Deferred oh, payment years? of 120 days. Deferred payment. Of, so four months. You're driving. You're not paying yet. And and that all-new 2020 Atlas Cross Sport is in stock. It's fabulous. Fabulous. Call 651-243-4316. That's after you go to SchmelzVW.com. SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com and SchmelzFiat.com. Then call 651-243-4316. They'll be happy to see you. We'll be back shortly. University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. Kill that music. Kill it, kill it, kill it. I'm going to sing for you. Kill it. Get rid of it. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Such for a million dollars. A million dollars. What is that the theme song to? Welcome back. Welcome back, Carter. Hey. Woo-hoo. I guess yeah. I'm going to have to owe you that yeah, million you're dollars. Are you going to do an IOU on that one? For me, Vinny Barbarino, Mondays are all about the coffee, bringing my tolerance back up after discoing down to the show over the weekend. And that's why we want to welcome back to GL our friends from uh, the Coffee Grounds over in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. They've made a lot of adjustments to their operation. We all have. Uh, and they have it all right there at the Coffee Grounds in Eau Claire. A restaurant, liquor, beer, cigars. The best caramel corn you'll ever taste. But let's focus on the beans. It'd be great if you could show your support and order some coffee from them. It's really simple and super safe. You head to thecoffeegrounds.com, click on coffee, check out a wide variety of blends. you got the 
Krabby Coffee Shop blend, the GL blend, Spoon Lake blend, Johnny Heights guitar blend. That's a decaf, and it's really good for decaf. And uh, my favorite, not uh, one of our signature blends, but their French roast is really good. You order it online, they ship it right to your front door. You don't even have to wear pants. Uh, Eric and Julie at the Coffee Grounds, they've been roasting coffee since 96. They do their homework. They find the best beans available. They've had a direct relationship with their suppliers for 23 years. If you're a true coffee lover, you got to try the Coffee Grounds blends. Order some today. Like I said, thecoffeegrounds.com. And if you find yourself in Eau Claire uh, or even just passing by on 94, swing into the Coffee Grounds just a half a mile north of 94 on Southtown Drive. Say hey to Eric and Julie and tell them that Garage Logic sent you. Carter Tatke from St. Petersburg, Florida writes, Mayor, you and your cohorts took far too long to come around on how to think and live with the COVID. You almost lost me, but I hung in there with you, and darn it, yesterday you blew my mind. You did it. This is dated uh, Friday. COVID-19 is a true force of nature. It now also it is now also becoming an occupying force. It will not, cannot, by the laws of microbiology, be defeated unless, one, a vaccine is developed, or two, enough of us get it, roughly 170 million Americans in our case, so that the virus can no longer spread and dies out. There is no choice three. This was true the very second this particular virus became transmitted to humans, hence my impatience with you guys for many weeks. Every major epidemiologist is on the record. Fauci, Burks, and the U of M's Mike Osterholm agreeing with this set of facts. As of today, to stop COVID-19, it's vaccine or herd immunity, no option three. Now about option one, a vaccine. A quick Google search in 15 minutes of reading will show you that we are, we are either six months away, 18 months away, or infinity away from an effective vaccine. There is literally zero agreement on a timeline, and whatever is less than zero guarantees a vaccine even happens. It certainly could be developed, but when, how, how often cannot be answered. No promises. So option two. 170 million Americans get it. A quick Google search and five minutes of reading will show you that there is a vast agreement from all the COVID doctors that this is inevitable. This will happen and that even shelter in place is probably ineffective. See New York. Remember that story we had last week where the new cases were uh, uh, probably ineffective at slowing the spread in a significant manner. Kudos for Como for releasing that info. But then why is he saying today that New York shouldn't reopen? due to increased transmission. If you are getting COVID at home, what the hell is the difference? It makes no sense, except fear has replaced logic and science. The facts are these. COVID-19 will highly likely infect the majority of the U.S. population before a vaccine is developed. Hide, shelter, argue, wish all you want. Number two, COVID has already infected many millions more than we know. This is terrific news. Number three, it is almost certainly killing people at a rate near the flu. Factoring in the millions of people, doctors and studies believe that have been exposed to disease, to the disease, COVID has a death rate of 0.12%, 0.16% in the United States, while the flu is typically at around 0.1%. Now, COVID is far more contagious than the flu, so the number of deaths will be unfortunately significantly higher than a typical flu season. 
However, the risk of death or even serious health problems for a person under the age of 70 who has no other health concerns is statistically very close to zero. The median age of a COVID victim is still near 80 years old. I know math is a bugaboo on this show, but for the random average American, the fact is if you contract COVID-19, your survival rate is right around 99.85%. Again, that's even if you contract covid The truth is closing down states is purely fear-based and is only prolonging what is almost certainly going to happen. Each week that we continue to let the 1.5% chance of death outweigh the 99.85% chance of survival, we destroy this country. Check out CNN on the unemployment news today, all because we refuse to take that 0.15% risk. Each week we delay reopening is a massive historic cost, a dollar cost and a human cost that will include a defunded health care system and social safety net over the next several years as we pay for the economic devastation we have created. So, elderly, stay put. People with health concerns, stay put. And the rest of us, wash our hands, keep our saliva in check, and get back to living. The overwhelming majority of us really do have more to fear riding a bike, getting into a car, or getting stung by a bee. Please don't misunderstand. I am not indifferent to or unaware that COVID-19 is horrible and that it is taking the lives of real people and causing real harm. But going back to the beginning of this note, we only have two options. Science and medicine will catch up when and if it can. But in the meantime, let's get our immune systems and our pioneering, fighting American spirit back in the game. Carter, St. Petersburg, Florida. Well, I don't think there's much there to dispute from Carter. I have one question, though. Yep. At the very beginning, Carter said uh, that we almost lost him as a listener. Right. What, What did he dispute? The fact that we were okay with... Well, I think yeah. sheltering I think it, in place originally. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. But haven't yeah. we established? In fact, didn't we just get an email earlier in the show from a guy that works for the Minnesota Department of Health that wishes to be, uh, remain nameless, saying yes. that we yes. had to do that for hospitals to catch up? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. So then, why is that wrong? Well, because uh, Chris, I can't get in the guy's head. Uh, he did. He didn't bail on us. He stayed with us. No, but and I'm he, glad he did. I'm just he, saying he, he he wanted a more uh, a realistic and urgent, in his view, response than we initially had. I initially bought, and I'm glad I did. The fact that hospitals we weren't ready. Hospitals needed to get their act together, and they did. Mm-hmm. You're getting that today from a Minnesota Department of Health employee. Yes, our hospitals are ready. We did it. So now you're not going to get any argument out of me, Carter, whatsoever. I agree. Let's go here. Let's go. I don't know what you do about bars and restaurants. I don't know what you do about 40,000 people at a ball game. I don't have the wisdom of Solomon. I don't know if baseball intends to reopen and allow, what, one person per row? I, I have no idea what our future holds. But so long as we're letting fear be the controlling factor, we continue to, to delay the inevitable. And it appears, and I heard Mike say this yesterday, it appears that 70% of us are going to get it whether you want to or not. And you might not even know you got it, and you might get it bad. We don't know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Welcome back. Well, boys, I'm looking at a sun shine splash day outside my cardinal has not visited me today uh 
So I'm, you know what? That's a sign. Maybe I'll just go out wandering around and look for it. You know, a cardinal on your branch outside your window. You know what that is, don't you? No. That's a sign of a, a dead loved one visiting you to give you the uh, okay sign. Everybody's really? okay, Suchi boy. You're out of your yes. mind. It's it. Look well, it up. Gonna be go okay. go right to the Google right now. It's the bird right there. Put in a car, cardinal visiting me. Come on. And uh, you'll find it's your mom. Did that cardinal have a pack of Virginia Slims on it? Was <laughs> <laughs> it smoking a heater? Because I guarantee you that was your mom. Here it is right here. Well, I right, never. Uh, is he making this up? No. A cardinal is representative of a loved one who has passed. When you see one, it means they are visiting you. Christ Almighty, my old lady Look, showed up. Kenny, don't say, don't I'm praying, say I'm that. I'm praying. I'm praying to dear God. She's the one that always chastises us for using his name in yeah, vain. Yeah, I'm sorry. Now, I should not have said that. A cardinal is a rep- mom. Shush. A cardinal is a representative of a loved one who has passed. When you see one, it means they are visiting you. They usually show up when you most need them or miss them. They also make an appearance during times of celebration as well as despair to let you know they will always be with you. Mother of God, Kenny. I didn't know you knew such things. And I didn't know that that either. That's incredible. What does a red cardinal... (laughs) Now it's starting to make sense that cardinals are called cardinals in the Catholic Church. (laughs) Uh Yeah. There you go. Wow. Remember, I told you. Aliens are responsible for all of the things that happened in the ancient world. It's all aliens. You yeah. heard it here first. Yeah. Boy, that seeing that cardinal now gives me new meaning. I wonder who well, died. That's a no. It doesn't have to be who just died. Yeah. It it, it, it can, can be, be anyone. Anybody. Yeah. Uh, the judge, your buddy, the judge who passed could be, this year. Could be the judge. Could be him man stopping Steve. by and yeah. Yeah, poke a little fun at you for your I'll awful, awful darn. golf game. I'll be da- which is improving, shockingly enough. <laughs> Here's another one. It says that it's a, it's a spirit. Chris? Yeah. Hit the music. We're going out on a positive note. Wow, positive Monday. It's a twist in GL. Did we lose it's a message? Suit? It's a message from the spirit. When spirit wants to attract your attention in a positive way, spirit will find a way to do so, and in a way that brings you joy. You learn more here by accident. Boy, you really do. If, in fact, you listen to these podcasts in order, and you're wrapping up the GL podcast for today, Monday, you got to click on MNST, Monday Night Sports Talk. They're uh, recording it next. And he's here, and he's ready. I am ready to go! All right, I'll garage, be back in uh, five minutes. GarageLogic.com, as Kenny mentioned. We'll tech talk to you again tomorrow.